And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what, man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. It's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Todd Berry. How are you? Welcome to my podcast. It's been a few weeks, I think. Uh, That was the vibration of me turning my phone off and then pointing it out, which made it more distracting. But don't worry about that. Uh, Josie Long is on the show. Very funny comic from the UK. Ran into her last night, did a show with her. She squeezed me into her schedule on her last night in New York. So that's cool. She's really fun to talk to and really funny. And uh, what else? Oh, upcoming tour dates for me. The 20th of January, I'll be at Sketchfest doing a crowd work show. 21st and 22nd, Los Angeles for Riot Fest doing crowd work shows. February 24th, I'll be in Fort Collins, Colorado. Never been there. At the Aggie Theater. And there's going to be some other dates. A Denver date added soon and some other dates added soon. Uh, Feral Audio brings you this podcast. They bring this podcast. Go to feralaudio.com. Click on Support Our Artists. And you can use their Amazon link to buy stuff. And it'll go to the uh, support various podcasters. On the uh, who are feral audio podcasters, I think you know what I'm saying. Toddberry t shirts, toddberry.com slash shirt, Toddberry uh, podcast t shirts, not just with my face on them. And uh, I think that's it, right? Oh no, I have a book coming out in March called Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg One Comedian's Tour of Not the Biggest Cities in the World. I think that's the title, it's a 300 word title. And you can pre-order it on Amazon. So if you just look in Todd Barry and books, probably the only thing they have listed. Thank you for coming to Hattiesburg, but pre-order it if you want, even though I don't know why people do that. Anyway, that's a siren in the background. Gives the whole thing a little, little depth and color, right? A little character. Anyway, here's Josie Long, everyone. You're checking into your flight? <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving New York tomorrow. Where are you? Uh, let's talk about, because I talk a lot about important stuff like frequent flyer miles <laughs> and air miles, as you might call them. I've got a bag. I've got to check in a bag. You're going to check in a bag? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's exciting, right? <laughs> See, this is kind of gritty and edgy that I'm like, a lot of people would have been like, wait till she's done doing that, then start hit record. I go, <laughs> no, let's catch her. Let's get this on tape. Yeah. That's um, living. It's the stuff of living. Let's talk about your travel preferences. What airline are we talking about? Do you know, I don't really have a preference. Is that really? bad? No. There's no. There's none that are really bad, are there? Oh, I think they're all kind of, they can all be bad or good. Or <laughs> I feel like if you're charming or if, if you try really hard to well, be friendly and polite. Well, there you go. That's a better experience. That's the barrier. That's the <laughs> obstacle that stands in my way of getting anything. 
Um, British Airways. What? Today. Yeah. I got. I was having lunch in like a little cafe, uh-huh. and I got given it for free. And then I was in the Strand bookstore, and the man gave me. A free holiday tote bag. Wait, so I feel oh, like I'm blessed with incredible luck today. What What was the... How did, like, I get free stuff if someone knows who I am. Oh, no, no one And I'm not saying was. no one would know who you are, but no, I would... why would they? Um, I mean, it's not London is what I mean. <laughs> but I wouldn't get that in London. <laughs> I once got given three coffees in Bristol. Yeah? And I was like, I shall never forget this day. What is Bristol like? I've never been. It's pretty cool. It's quite, um... It's got a lot of... Artistic and political uh, grassrootsy stuff. So it's like the Portland of a. Sure, sure. Although, yeah, although it's slightly. I don't know. It has got a lot of like rich hippies. So, like Portland is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so, let's talk about this free lunch you got now. <laughs> so, you get your, your bill, and the guy says, don't worry about it. Um, so, today. I'm presuming I'm checked in. If not, I'm just done. You can check and but... you can go ahead and do that. No. I'll make it fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll make it entertaining for the people at home. I, I, I was in the place and I was trying to pay and their card system was down. And I, so they were like, it's on the house. And I was like, this is what it will be like if all technology fails permanently. Everything will be. Oh, nice. see, that's a different story. That's like, we, you, we can't, literally can't accept your payment. So it's on the house. Yeah. Yeah. But it's th- that's still luck. It wasn't, no, I didn't get any charm. Any free gift through charm in that respect. Did they ask if you had cash? Um, yeah, I tried to offer with cash. They were like, no, it would still need to go through the systems. Wow. That's a nice story. What do you think the total would have been there? Let's let's talk about what, what you can do now with that money. It was $11. $11? Where, where did you eat? Uh, it's this place that does like, its shtick is like teriyaki. So it's like, we'll give you teriyaki vegetables. Oh, where was it on... It's like behind the Strand bookshop. Oh, Glaze. Yes. I know. I have a punch card for Glaze. No way. Yeah, I walked by there the other day because I used to live much closer to that than I do now. That's pretty good. It's just so simple. Mm. And it was free. And it was free, simple. I mean, that's, it doesn't get simpler than that. (laughs) (laughs) The food's good and it's free. Now that would be the restaurant I would open. <laughs> would you? Do you have any fantasies of opening a restaurant? I, no. I do. Really? What would yours be? I just have the. I mean, I fantasize about like being in charge of what we serve, but the actual like eighteen hours a day owning a restaurant. Sure. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And also, those things like they're very stressful, and most of them go under after about a year. I know. There's nothing sadder than walking by that restaurant where the staff is like sitting. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff sadder than that, but in context. It's a sad thing, <laughs> Context. Um, okay. No, I love I love talking about mundane shit, like where you ate lunch. That's good. Do you like you like keep it deep? You want to keep it deep? No, I would rather. I feel like recently all I've been doing is being like super earnest and being like, well, you know, if you try and maintain a hopeful attitude, and I'd rather be like, pardon me, what sort of seasoning is native to what parts of America, and what am I missing out? On. Where have you been in America? Like just the elite coast. No, you've liked New York and LA and San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been all three of those? Yes. Chica- and Portland. Chicago? No. Really? Two in the middle. Really? Chicago's all I right. Jump over that. <laughs> no. Like, fly, I, mean, I bet there's non stops. There's got to be non stops to Chicago. 
You can experience O'Hare Airport, the most stressful airport in the world. Why is it so stressful? It's probably not. It's just gigantic, but so is Heathrow. Yeah, Heathrow's a, a terror. That's a, that's a motherfucker of an airport. I have a favorite airport. <laughs> What's is that? that? Awful? Wellington Airport. There's like a... No, Vancouver Airport. There's a waterfall in it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've been to Vancouver Airport. And I don't. carvings. It's very calming. So you really so like you're you're rushing with your bag and you just stop because oh, hey, there's a waterfall. Let's show some respect for the waterfall. <laughs> That's beautiful. I was stressed out. Now how could I possibly be on my way? I go. Do you do anything to? Do you like meditate or anything? Yeah, sometimes I got the app. You know. That Which app? one do you have? Do you have Calm or uh, Headspace? Head, Headspace. I love that guy. Do you not like the guy? I do like. No, I do like the guy. He sounds like. Who does he sound like? You know, who he sounds like Robin Hitchcock. Ha. Huh. I know that's showing you how cool I am. That's, but also what that's done is that's meant that the next time I listen to it, I'm going to pretend it's Robin Hitchcock right. talking to. But <gasps> doesn't it sort of sound? Subscribe to Robin Hitchcock's <laughs> meditation app. Oh man, now I could tag him when I promote this this uh, episode. Please, could you ask him to just do some guided meditations, <laughs> even if they got really like frightening or dark? I would still do them. Do you um you like cool music, right? <laughs> yeah. I like nothing but cool music. You're like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of punk, right? <laughs> you, yeah, look, I shaved I know, you got hair. a shaved head, I've you got, got some dyed hair. hair. Fuck. Yeah. And look, I've got pierced nose. You got, well, I don't see the pierced nose. Oh, it's very discreet. Subtle. Yeah. Huh? I've got pierced ears up the top. Oh, my God. Yeah, signifiers of real being a... <laughs> you're, you've, you... Actually, we're at one of the Sex Pistols, like, first three shows, right? Yeah, and I wasn't even alive, but oh I my made God. it. What, um, how long have you been in New York now? How many times have you been in New York, do you know? Um, gosh, quite a few, actually. I think maybe, like, 10 or 11 or more than that. I'm like a good true New Yorker now. 10 or 11 times. You're, really? You're, um, <laughs> no. you kind of know what the city inside and out? No, I'm, I am having a lot of fun where... I'm slowly starting to match up little, you know, when you know in little areas, you have kind yeah. of a mental map and then suddenly you get a breakthrough and you're like, fuck, this is right next to this bit. And then yeah. you feel like slowly again. It's exciting. Yeah. You go to another city and you're like, you're in Toronto. Yeah. I know where Queen Street is. Gotcha. <laughs> you don't have to point it. Um, you must, you love New York. I feel like yeah, you love. I really do. Don't you think like, I feel very welcome in London except when I'm on stage there, but, <laughs> but uh, no, I feel fine on stage. But I feel like there's sort of a, are they, is the word analogs to each other? Maybe that's not the right word. Yeah, like analogous to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Or sim, um, symbiotic or. I, yeah, I think they're related. They're related to each other. Let's see how many words I can use incorrectly. Okay. In one. Keep going, keep going. Do you think they're uh, Pollyanna? No, I don't know. They're cousins. Yeah, they're cousins. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Well, let's go with that because <laughs> we could be here all day. But do you feel like it's easy to sort of adjust, like, the like sensibility-wise? I'm not even, I mean, sensibility just wise. Yeah. like getting around town and stuff. And Yeah, I like the fact that it's fast and that people are busy getting on with stuff. But I feel like it's very energetic here. I get, I get really, when I come here and I perform and like write stuff, yeah. I feel glad to be alive and excited and energised in a way that I think, maybe because I'm from London and I've been in London forever, I'm, I'm not, I don't get that same thing from London. Do you come here just to mix shit up or is it like, is there some sort of career-ish thing or is it? Um, I really, really want to perform here more. 
and try and make things here and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. This podcast can get you a dual citizenship. Oh my god! Please, thank you. So Do you? Much. Now we did a show together last night. We did. That, that was, was great. A fantastic show, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved it. And also, it was one of those ones where you, I was watching everyone, and I just forgot how exciting it is to watch it. Like, it's people go, oh, I love their comedy. And then you're like, oh, uh, no, I'm actually watching them all on a bill. It's like amazing. Yeah. I actually, I watched most of the show also, which I don't always do. But I, um, yeah, I kind of, I just had that great thing where you're like, oh, my God, that's what I do. Yeah. I just did that, and now I'm watching something. That's really, what a cool thing yeah. we're doing tonight. And that we're all, like, c comrades in a nice yeah. Raising money was a benefit we did for Syrian refugee children. What'd you do last night? Gotcha. <laughs> I liked it when you were like, if I ever run, everyone's going to be like, that Toddy's so too generous with his time. He gave That's... two more money, uh, more time than he meant. How great am I at retelling? That's all right. But I, I'm just happy that you liked the line that you clearly did not remember <laughs> even close because i was laughing no you got the essence it's the psychology of it. if you're laughing <laughs> yes. you not listening you got the <laughs> all right when you put it that way <laughs> the um yeah that crowd was great and yeah. uh what was except for did you did we talk about that one woman who had her drink on the stage uh yeah she was like it's always weird like even she wasn't that bad like she had her phone out a bunch and then she sort of settled down but it's like don't Put your drink on no. the stage. It's so entitled. It's, it's so weird. It's just, I, I just such a, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I just, you'd like to just go, do you really need to be told that that's not also your a coffee table? A stage wasn't there for you to put your drink on. No, and what if you wanted to do some sort of like really extreme running along the edge, high kicking? I wanted to and I couldn't do it. <laughs> she ruined it. She ruined <laughs> she the ruined finale. It. She ruined it with her little plastic cup. I get a lot of um, men sort of weirdly asserting some sort of dominance over me by like getting up and walking if it's a low stage like walk over the stage to go to the bar or go to the oh like a little hostile act you think yeah I always find that a bit like I always end up just being like okay there we go well, did they actually get on the stage because I've seen that happen yeah I've had just, only when it's a low stage, but yeah, I've had that. Just, it's so, that's when you really want to be punk and just clock someone. Yeah, or just spit at them. Henry Rollins would not take that. Yeah, he wouldn't take that shit. But Henry Rollins works out all the time. I know. Even now. I know. He can... Built, in a way, I'm not built. Yeah, me neither. It's a shame, isn't it? <sighs> Henry, tell, teach us your workout method. <laughs> are there any comedians that are really buff looking? Um, As in, like, but like big with it well like not just lean and ripped yeah, exactly. like actually muscly yeah there are a few even like dave Chappelle started working out and he got a little bigger i, I still see him as i mean he's not like a man. yeah he's still lean but he did he bulked up yeah it looks like he worked carrot top did the same <laughs> <laughs> he did he started working out a lot and then you sort of these guys get muscly and uh that's nice i think dave Chappelle's one of those guys who started working out Maybe I'm confusing him with Carrot Top. I'm the only person <laughs> to get those two. Sticks. <laughs> Very, who doesn't get those two confused? The um, so what do you so you you did your show, which I'm sorry I missed in New York. Oh no, it was really. It took me a while to get into it. The first week was really really tough. So if you'd have come in the first week, I'd be too embarrassed to speak to you. Really? Yeah, it was a really interesting experience. What happened? Well, I just think it it was a really really weird time to be bringing a show. Uh, full stop. Because I think, so I got here something like 10 days after the election, nine days after the uh -huh. election. So like, I just felt genuinely like all my friends were in deep grief. And lots oh. of people coming were like in deep grief. 
And then, like, I was trying to talk about Brexit, but, like, in relation to grieving and loss. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like me going, like, I'll tell you another thing about Brexit in six months when the chance... You know, it wasn't, like, bullshit. I was trying to, like, talk from a personal perspective about, like, how to emotionally deal with all that shit. But I really didn't relate it very well the first few shows, so... I was finding it really hard. And then it was only like after a week that I was like, oh. So did you sort of add it to a show you already had? Like, I can't not address this and I'm going to do my regular, the show I was going to do. Well, I was going to bring this show that was like, I was going to bring the same show, but what I was hoping to do was bring like my quaint little show about British fascism. Yeah. And people would kind of enjoy it because it's like oh this is your story of what you've been up to but then when the election went the way it did it suddenly felt like oh shit i it is more relevant but i have to properly translate it yeah that makes sense but it was it was really hard and weird and made me realize how much i assumed i don't know it did teach me something about coming to another country and changing things because i thought i was translating well but i wasn't what did you so you made some adjustments yeah I had to start at the top and be like, guys, I'm firstly, I'm really sorry about what's happened and I really hope you're okay and this show's about grief and it's, and I don't expect you to give a shit about British politics one bit. And you know. But they knew they were, what they were in for though, right? Sure. Well, I don't know, because you know when you write the blurb to a show before you write it? Oh, is that what you did? Yeah. But you have to. So you're kind of like, this is a I silly had... show. Yeah, that's that Edinburgh thing, right? Yeah. Like, we need the blurb, the postcard, the title, and... uh and then you can you can do the show whenever you you can work on that. <laughs> do you um, how many shows did you do here? Uh, I did like fourteen, fifteen, something like that. I was here for sort of two and a half weeks in the theatre. Yeah. So the first week, you, you it was drastically different than the second week. Yeah, the first week I just hadn't quite worked it out, but the second week I felt like I'd properly got into what the show here and now was supposed to be. That sounds really pretentious. I just think I worked it out. Sounds good, yeah. You worked out your gags. Yeah. That's I'm trying the least pretentious way to... Uh... I had a fun bit where there was this bit that I didn't want to change about this town called Didcot Parkway in the UK. And I make this joke where I'm like, oh, it's a shithole, which I don't really mean. Um, but then I was, I knew that it wouldn't work. So then I was just like running around the audience, sitting in different chairs, being like, yeah, Didcot Parkway is a shithole. And that was really fun. Just sort of New York style? like Yeah. And then I was like, thank you, America. They said it wouldn't translate. I'm just filling it in. Oh, that's funny. It like was you so were being your fun. own audience. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, that's great. Do you have any plans to come back to England? I want to. I, want, I kind of feel like, let's talk about this. How can I be bigger in England? How big am I? And how can I be bigger? Uh, do you, I'm do half you serious. Do telly? Tell you have it. representation out there? Let me. T that's television for people at home. <laughs> How do I get on telly there? Do you have representation? Yeah. Of course I have representation. Right, right down here your representation is. I'm a fucking celebrity, Josie, <laughs> my God. Well, I assume Don't be did. thrown off by the Ikea coffee table. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you live in this country, so you might not have desired to do it. To have a representation? Oh, Okay. Oh, okay. But in the United Kingdom. Oh, and I have no United Kingdom. That's what I was getting at. Oh, okay. Of course you've got representation in okay. America. As I was being all <laughs> def uh, defensive about that, and I was like, maybe she means in the UK. <laughs> that's what I meant, because sometimes that's useful. Um, no, I don't have anyone over there. You should, um, you, you should get someone to represent you. And then I, I always hear these stories about doing these panel shows yeah. where like, they pay like 
crazy money. And yeah. I did, um, I did, what was that? They flew me once I did that. Uh, what is that show? Set List. Oh, I love that show. <clears throat> like I did it for Sky TV. Yeah, I did they, that one. They, it was like a lot of money and yeah. they flew me biz, business class. Oh, and I was nice. like, oh, nice hotel. And then they, they never aired it. They never aired it? Yeah. What I don't did think, you do? Uh, it wasn't like we're airing everything but what Todd did. No, I think they sort of stalled the, the actual series. No, they... They did? Did I get flim-flammed? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I it thought went out. I'd have to talk to Matt Kirsch, and he explained it to me. He'd understand. That's <laughs> a great show. I love that show. It was, yeah, it's like, it's it's stressful, but it, I've sort of pulled it off most of the times I've done it, but yeah. it, I, it's not like something I'm... I mean, it's got a kind of a healthy nervousness about that show. I find if I'm properly nervous, I have a wonderful time. If for some reason... Do you ever get sometimes where you just have... Nothing. You're not nervous. You're just like a white screen. Mm -hmm. And if I have that, I go out and it's like no good at all. Cause yeah, there's that little absent. sort of like nervousness that propels you a little yes. bit. Makes things better. You kind of float on a cloud. Yeah, crystallizes things. You storm it. You rip, rip it up. <laughs> storm it is UK for killing. So you never say storm in it? No, we don't. You stormed it. No. Would you say died on your ass? Um... You don't hear that a lot, but it's pretty clear what that means. <laughs> but Americans wouldn't say, oh, I died on my ass. I've heard the expression before, but it's not like bombing. We probably say, bombing, say bombing more than... Would you say died on your hole? No, I probably would probably say died on our ass before we said died on our hole. Okay. But if you said, I did a show last night, I died on my ass, everyone will know that you bombed. Would anyone say ripped it? Ripped it up. I ripped it up. I destroyed. I like to say that. I cr <laughs> crushed it. Crushed. Killed. Uh, you know, just all the macho. Yeah. All the real. I feel like time. I want to get you some more sparkling water. You want me to get you some? Yeah. Will you talk that. while I go to the refrigerator? Yeah, for sure. Okay, just keep talking. Um, hello. I, I, if you're listening to the podcast, I hope so far I, that I have been entertaining enough. Um, Look at that. Well, Thank you so much. And you see me drinking out of this bottle. I did not drink out of that bottle. Oh, that's nice. Which I guess they probably don't have to spell that out, but you never know. Some people are shitty. Now, what were we talking about? Oh, me being famous. So what would make me, what kind of, like Rob Delaney pulled, he got huge over there, didn't he? Yeah. He, well, he, so he wrote an incredible TV show. I saw one episode, which I really liked. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's warm and funny and feels real and current, but is also still sitcom-y. Yeah. It's great. And also the characters are so lovable. So how do I get that? Can you write one of those? I did write one, which I'm not going to get into. And a guy from the BBC loved it, then showed it to another guy at the BBC who was like, I could see why you love this, but this not gonna, it wouldn't work in, this, in the UK. Oh, no. What was it? Can you tell me? What it was sort of a US entertainment show. It was a show about an entertainer. We'll just keep it at that. That sounds fun. I'm very precious and secretive about my... No, that's fair enough, because you might want to do it in... I might not. Podcast. I can't have one of my podcast listeners stealing my <laughs> idea, idea and running, becoming famous over it. Our podcast is pretty big in the UK, right? Yeah. I did that guy. What's his name? Stu Gold... Stuart Goldsmith. Yeah, that was good. That's such... Firstly, he's the nicest He's a very nice guy. So nice. Incredibly nice. Secondly, like, he... He's so good at like getting interesting, unique kind of aspects of different comedians' work out of them. I think. Yeah, I love listening to that show. I felt like he almost 
encouraged me to be boring. Ha! Because the people who listen are like, yes, please tell us how many minutes you spend writing every... Yeah, he's, it was very... It was earnest without being like, oh, you're bumming me out. It's just like, oh, this is just a straight up talk. Because yeah. I listened to it and I was like, I guess this is interesting, but I'm certainly not being wacky or even slightly funny. No, I felt... I did a live one and I felt super self-conscious the whole time because... Yeah, you're being just chatting and no one was laughing. And I kept being like, I'm sorry if you're really bored by this. And he was like, this is what the show is. And I was like, no, no. He also liked to make, he also likes, likes to make you a little uncomfortable, which was, but not in like a shitty way. Did he? Why? What did he do? Like, I guess he wanted to go to moments where like, hey, what's like, so, like something where you're like, I don't want to talk about like my worst show ever. I don't think he asked that specifically, but something where, yeah. where it's like a dark memory. <laughs> now. What do you, so did you what did you do all day in New York every day for these two weeks? I've been um trying to write some stuff. Oh, you work. Yeah. Been going to the library. I've been going to Brooklyn Public Library. To the work. One on Grand Army Plaza. Yeah, to work. It's beautiful. I never think I don't I don't live really close to a library now, I don't think. <laughs> you live 25 minutes walk away from Hudson Park Library. 25 minute walk with a laptop though my oh, god it's gonna weigh you up. oh did you walk from the library here <laughs> i i did technically but i was there but i wasn't actually in the library now everyone knows where i live based on the. oh no they can draw a circle can you imagine people like putting up a map on the wall you have to, and you have to a circle of 12 somewhere. and they're gonna go around every house he lives there's only 18 million people live in that little zone <laughs> no, fine. we're gonna get them <laughs> so you so you get you work on the road that's good I try to. Well, I find it hard. Like, I get maybe like two hours done. Because I was watching you last night and I've seen you before and I was like, I don't, it's one of those things where like, I wonder how she writes that because it comes across very just extemporaneous. And I'm sure a lot of it is, but it doesn't, it's not like these like little jokes, like, or, you know what I mean? No, little chiseled yeah. jokes. They're but, not like one liner Yeah, yeah, obviously. But, but stuff I've done. Like, so this happened to me this two weeks. I had this joke that I wrote six years ago uh -huh. that I was doing here because the government is going to change and it's going to be a government that I would ideologically oppose here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound too harsh? No, it's like... No, I'd say most people are on board with you who are listening, including me. <laughs> so, like, I was just saying, like... It, you don't get warned what it's like to live under a government that you ideologically oppose if you haven't been, you know, right. as an adult, really. And it's, a, it's like being stabbed with a little pin every day. And then I've got this bit where I'm like, conservatives are pinching me. And then people are like, no, you're fine. And then I'm like, they sent a cat through the window to pinch me. Right. And then if people laugh, I'm like, oh, that's my little cheeky crucible joke. Just, to, I'm so glad you like it. And then I'm like, I want to find out who likes Arthur Miller in the crowd so I can take down their names and report them to authorities, right? Which who likes who? Arthur Miller. Okay, yeah. So like, I was so pleased because, so to begin with, I just used to go, oh, that's my cheeky crucible joke. But then the other day I like improvised a bit about, oh, I'll take down people's names. And then I was like, so I can report them to the authorities. And I was like, oh, it goes back to being a, like the crucible. And I was so pleased. So you made a little breakthrough. Yeah. That's and great. So I, write, I find quite a lot on stage, like the energy of it, like, crystallize you and your brain gives you little treats and you add to things yeah sometimes i because that's kind of the way i work also but i it's just sucks when it's like 20 times in a row you're like i just did this half written joke yes. 20 times in a row the exact same way and you kind of got to just go just say something yes. else why can't i get just to the end of it just cut loose a little bit i can't sit down and write like that like yeah. sometimes i can develop ideas like 
use spider diagrams, muck around. I transcribe things and look at them that way and try and see. But most of my ideas come from like workshopping on stage. So what are you doing at the library then? Um, I am trying to write a few things. So I am trying to write a Christmas show for ne uh, next week. That's going to be in Battersea in London. A whole show for next week? Yeah. <laughs> you should you should take off now and go right there. So like a. But you have guests. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's more like a variety comedy show. So sort of like a, a little. Uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Not a premise, a uh, conceit of the yes. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I have, and I just need to flesh out. So it's kind of. Where's the show at? It's at the Battersea Arts Centre. Have you been there? Where's that? Battersea, in South East London. Okay. Well, southwest London. Sorry, it's a big difference. Southeast is like is that like the cools? Is that like southeast um, is cooler Shoreditch than southwest. And, and Hoxton, or is that some of it? But to be honest, all of London is becoming so prohibitively expensive. It's like it I heard cool for long. When I was there, I think I heard a, a statistic that ninety percent people spend ninety percent of their rent, of their income on rent. It's not ninety, but it's probably seventy or something. Like genuinely, for some people, it's like seventy percent. Insane. I mean, I guess I... we don't have rent controls. We don't have any anybody really protecting renters, so it's got really bad. And and also, so we used to have social housing like projects, but a lot of that was recently. A lot of the security around that has been taken away by recent legislation. It's so sad. It's really bad. What? Um, how are Americans now? Is are they gonna? Am I gonna get hassled over there because I because of Trump? Or people will assume that I didn't vote for him. They'll assume you didn't vote for him because there's there's a lot of kind of casual, like, 90% of Americans don't even have passports. That's the sort of opinion that a British person might have of, of Americans. Really? Yeah. Even though we love all your culture and, like, right. are desperate to watch And when you come over here, 100% of you have a good time. Oh, yeah, we're thrilled. <laughs> I mean, I simply can't tell you how thrilled Like, I for all the, you know, sort of anti-Americanism, I haven't heard a lot when I'm overseas, but it's like... I don't know anyone who comes over and goes, didn't like America. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no. They Where'd you go? New York. Yeah, hated it. Hated Did it. you? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. that. But yeah. also those are the people who are traveling, so maybe that's maybe that's why they liked. I I don't know. I just think sometimes sometimes Britain could be quite negative, but sometimes. Yeah. But not everyone is. It's all right. You want to move here, don't you? I do a bit. I, I, it just depends. Where are you staying in town? What area? I've been staying in Crown Heights. Crown Heights. Yeah, I was staying at an Airbnb with a guy and his cat, and the cat and me absolutely became friends. It was great. I I love cats. Dude, do you yeah. have a cat? No, my girlfriend has one, and she was staying here a while, and, and the, the cat sort of was like, I would come home and there'd be a cat, and she the cat loves me. Oh. I would like sit on my, yes. my, my lap and my, my genitals, and... <laughs> Just kind of crush my balls a little bit, and uh, <laughs> but, sorry to get blue there, but uh, yeah, it kind of crushed me. But yeah, so you you got along, you got along. Yeah, the other night, the guy who owns the flat was out um, uh, for the weekend, and the cat was obviously a bit like freaked out that he was gone. So the cat like scratched on my door, and I was like, okay, fine, you can come in. And I was sleeping. She just slept on my shoulder. Oh, isn't that? I don't, it's one of those things when that happens, you're like, how do you, how does anyone not like cats? It's delightful. Oh my God. It's a little... And there's so much like needless hack stand up. I know. Like, cats are friendly. It's like, well, maybe you're just a dick and cats hate you. Right. Because. What's friendlier than sleeping on top of your, <laughs> and crushing you and scratching your eyes while you're trying to sleep? There's, but, there's nothing friendlier. But, so you chose the, the Airbnb where you actually have a roommate, huh? 
Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> skin flint. What does skin flint mean? Uh, parsimonious. Oh, cheap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was being cheap. Yeah. Wow. That's, have you it done that cool. before? Uh, yeah, I have. Last time I was in New York, but last time I was in New York, it was a little harder because, and he was a nice guy, but it was this apartment, and I, it, I think it said like. It was private room in apartment uh-huh. with someone else. And when I looked at it, it just looked like it had a living room and there were two bedrooms. But there weren't. There was just a living room where the guy lived. And there was like no lock on the door. So they were just sort of, I might as well have just rented something. So you had I, the living room or you had the... Uh... I just had the, the room, but I couldn't use the living room. There was no time when I could cook because the guy was always in, in there. So I was like, oh... This is not really like that's uh that's called a New York two bedroom. Ha! It's like just pick one the actual bedroom and then any other room and go. That's the second bedroom. Yep, that's the second bedroom. That there's a bath I, in the. I second guess bedroom. a private full on, a uh, whole place Airbnb in New York would be ridiculous. It's gonna be a yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a, a pretty expensive deal, I think. You got to throw down next time though. But this one you're getting along with this guy. He's lovely. He's in it. I'm done now. I'm staying with my friend. Oh yeah, I've, but I finished her yesterday, so I'm staying with my friend in Prospect Park South. Okay. Nights. Okay. Yeah. I'm fascinated by the Airbnb shared things because I would be. I mean, I'm. To be honest, I found that anxiety inducing. I wouldn't. It's not my dream. Right. Yeah. I don't mean to make you feel bad about not? it. No. It's just interesting. Like sometimes Airbnb is like the most wonderful experience, and other times it's a bit like. I'm in somebody's house. <laughs> That's one of those things where, like, the ratings, they're like, there's no way I'm going to check into an unrated. Oh, my God, no. Uh, he might be murdered. Yeah. Although that could be someone who's, like, really hungry for good ratings and wants to, and like, maybe it's nice to break the ice and be the <laughs> first guest. Like, oh, my God, this was amazing. Yeah. And but, then they'll, oh, sorry, I just burped. They'll never forget you. Oh, my God. I felt it's bad about saying. Water. I felt bad about saying balls earlier. Now I don't feel bad. <laughs> The uh, balls is alright. Balls is quite light. It is light. Light blue. Yeah, it's light blue. Do you do you work? You don't work blue. You, <laughs> do you work? Uh, <laughs> I, work, I work a bit. Of, do you know? I did a show last year, and for the first time, I mentioned sex, and I did a bit about sex and periods, and uh-huh. that was like watershed for me. I couldn't believe that I was doing that on stage. And for the first few times I did it, I was genuinely so embarrassed. That's like, oh, I'm saying this. But it was amazing kind of how much, how little it took to adjust, you know. To be a filthy. Yeah, to be a blue. Disgusting. Yeah. A shock comic. Shock comic. Yeah, that's all I do now, shock comic. What do you, um, what are these, cl- I saw one on your website. Yeah. First of all. Very few websites have a links tab anymore. You still, <laughs> still have links. Which I know, is it's like, really oh, that's, old school, isn't that's it? really sweet. We need to update it. Why, I wonder why people things. stop doing that. It's like, oh, fucking go find your own website. I'm not <laughs> to help, help you find my friend's website. My God. I think the website itself, like the personal website, is dying out. Like for a comedian that you'd like, you would just probably go, have they got a Twitter? Wouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, I do feel like less people talking about comedian websites but that's just, yeah. do you know who was at the gig last night who had the best website hands down eugene merman he's got a good one. you know else has one is i do do you yeah i'm sorry i should check it out it's pretty nice it's lean stylish but okay. eugene's is good also so like 10 years ago me and yours is good too because yours is very 
yours is very and it's also like okay I i can see i get I get this person a little bit just looking at the homepage. Oh gosh, but then it's very scrappy, isn't it? But it's good scrappy. It's not like okay. it's not like amateur hour scrappy. It's like uh, that's good. What's Thank so you. charmingly scrappy? Heartfelt. Heartfelt. It's a, it's a bad website. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a terrible it's a good website. Um, but yeah, no, you do mummy stuff yeah. videos on this site like about ten years ago, and I remember one of my friends being like, "Oh, we've got to check out this comedian's got a brilliant website," and I was like sitting there on like an old. PC desktop, like, oh, let's watch that video. I can't, yeah, I, I do that a little bit, but I can't, I have no patience to watch anything. Like, I hear people like, I got into a YouTube rabbit hole. It's like, I don't, mm. I've never had that happen. What do you do instead? Stare into space, <laughs> refresh my Twitter feed. Nice. Um, Are you obsessed with Twitter? I have, I think I have my highest, most uh, interacted tweet today ever. Whoa, what was it? Tell me. I'm going to read it to you. It's very modest of you to wait. Um, yeah, a lot of... Lot of to tell me. Well, I'm not going to say, hey, welcome. Thank you for doing my show. Let me tell you about this tweet that's destroying. <laughs> um, it was... It's storming it. It's storming it. It's... Uh, you know Ben Carson, right? Yeah. It says, Ben Carson used to be my doctor. Stop seeing him because he always shifted the conversation to housing and urban development. That's good. Has he become the minister? Yeah, yeah, because he, you know... So. Very good. As of now, as of this airing, 1,577 retweets. That's not bad. 4,211 faves. That's not bad. That's a great retweet to fave ratio. That is, but it's just, when you get in the four digits, man. That's the But I checked it. It's funny because I went on, you ever click on the engagements? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it said like, how many people followed you based on this one? It was like five. Wow, really? (laughs) Like five new people like, 4,000 times, but then five people like, yeah, I'll go ahead and click follow for this guy. Hang on. Now I want to see on one of my tweets whether people follow me. Because oh, that's of... tacky. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, how long have you been on Twitter? I think 2008, maybe. You that's have like 110,000, right? 121. See, now in England, that's like me having, if I had like 10 million here, right? Um, I don't know, because some people in England do have millions of followers, but they are like incredible pop stars. I met some guy what was his name god he was a comic with glasses i met him in montreal like i didn't know who he was what you need to give me more information about he's gay alan carr yes i I kind of very very famous i kind of knew the name and i just met him just at a show we were doing together and then i went on a story like 4.5 million it's like holy this guy must be massive he's very famous. like i I knew his name but i didn't know how big he was he's got a long-running tv show called chatty man he was funny just to talk to though yeah, he's lovely. Yeah, he was nice. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's always been brilliant. I, I saw him. It's weird, right? Because I started comedy very young. I've seen people who are older than me, but they started after me, who are now super famous, and I am n- not. But, like, so it's a weird dynamic, because, like, I saw him when I was about 20, and he was probably about 27, 28, doing his first gigs, and he was brilliant. Was oh, really he's brilliant. only been doing it a few years? No, he's been doing it probably... That was, like, still... 14 years. How long have you been doing it? 20 years. Oh, you've been doing it 20 years? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> because you but made, only, but for some reason you made it sound like you've been doing this for... Five years. 12 years or so. Five years. No. Oh, okay. When but I you... started when I was 14 and I was didn't really start in earnest till I was 17. Holy shit, I just figured out how old you are. I'm 34. Can you imagine? <laughs> you don't look 34. <laughs> Thank you. It'd be uh, harsh if you were like, you look 41. Oh, I thought you were way older than that. <laughs> <laughs> 
They, uh, are you checking out your Twitter engagement? Because I'm just looking at replies to Street 15, retweets one, detail expands. Did wow. you Did you see your new uh, verified follower today? Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Much appreciated. Hey, whatever. <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> do you, um, now how famous are you in? Like you're. Not really at all. Like, basically, I think I'm in quite a nice position because people do come to my shows. Yeah. And so quite often, but not every day, but quite often people are like, might recognize me somewhere and say like, oh, I saw your shows and I like them, which is the nicest thing in the world. Yeah. But most of the time, like when I sit on the tube and eat a peach and I eat it like, like disgusting, like I'm like getting off with it and there's like stuff all over my hands uh-huh. no one takes a photo and is like oh i saw this famous person eating a peach because i'm not famous and no one notices they're just like that woman over there's being gross they're like that that's josie long and she's being disgusting no they're like that woman is disgusting do you <laughs> that's that's a funny example of the if i'm eating a peach really disgustingly on the sub on the tube so you're so you you still ride the tube. That's good. So do yeah, I. Of course. Yeah. I know, so do I. I was with Jimmy Carr once, and he got on the train, and I was like, and he's 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 so famous. I walked around Edinburgh with him, and it was it was crazy. But Edinburgh's insane anyway, because Edinburgh is the only place where I yeah can't walk around. Well, although I used to say that that was the case a few years ago. Then I didn't do shows consistently for a couple of years, and now I'm fine again. So I think you you're only famous there for a little bit. If you're so for your own. Famous. So the reason you didn't do the show is not because you're not prolific. It's for your own protection. So <laughs> yeah, for my own safety, yeah. I didn't write a brand new hour mm. show every year. I had to protect my. But like, so Edinburgh is a comedian anyway. Even if you're someone like me who's not really done much like telly or anything, people like stop you in the street and you can't go anywhere. So for Jimmy Carr, it must literally be yeah. every second of every. Yeah, day. I mean, people were like chasing him and shit. It was crazy. Um. I met someone, I know someone who's on a reality TV show in the UK, um, who I met, who's really nice. He told me he'd never been on the tube. He said he'd been on the tube twice in his life. And he lives in London, and he's from London. He just takes taxis everywhere? Yeah, or drives. Okay, I mean, if you have a car, I guess. No, but... you can't drive in London, it's nightmare. Is it? I would imagine it would Oh, be. It's, it's knotted up everywhere, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, I like the tube. It's, I find the tube pretty uh, pretty simple. It's all right, yeah. And also, I noticed you can just hit your credit card. Mm-hmm. Boom, and you're in. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to know how much. Oh, my it. God, that's it's so good. It's changed my life. Contactless has changed my life, full stop. I tried to open my front door, which is a lock and key. It's not like a magic. Uh-huh. And I tried to open it with my contactless bank card when I was tired. Oh, my God. So I was just like, this should be this now. Did it. Where do you live in London? I live in West Norwood. What is that? Exactly. It's in zone three. I don't know. See, I don't even know the zones. I live sort of, I want to say it's like a, like Astoria. Uh-huh. I think it's sort of a bit like Astoria where I live. Insofar as it's kind of, yeah, it's still like in the city, sure. But it's inconvenient and it's it's trying. And it, Sorry, I hope the that's apartment- not rude about Astoria because I went there and I liked it. No, a story is fine, but a story is probably a place where you're like, it's a little inconvenient, but I have a bigger apartment than you do. Yeah, and there's a couple of lovely places to go out. Yeah. And I love this restaurant, and I go there. That's where I live, West Norwood. I used to live in Hackney. It was really good. What is Hackney now? It's a really cool neighborhood, I think. 
Is that near... Uh... It's a borough. It's a whole borough. It's massive, in fact. And say cool neighbourhood. I mean, it's very complicated. And... I did some show that Daniel Kitson hosted in some pub. Was that in Hackney? I don't know. Would that be but I was on a train for like, it seemed like eight hours to get to this place. I'm exaggerating. Oh, would it be Crystal Palace? I bet it would be Crystal Palace. It seemed like just a restaurant-y pub kind of place and there was a back room or something. Or... Maybe it was the Hobgoblin in Brixton. I think that was it. He used to run clubs there. Yeah. I think it was the Hobgoblin. I did a gig with him there when I was 17 years old and he was comparing it. Oh, really? Yeah. I met him when I was 16, 17. I have a really distinct memory of when I met him. Do you, um, so you haven't done a lot of telly. Do you, there's not like a real culture of specials over there, is there? No, although they're starting to bring it a little bit. So there's a new thing called Live at the BBC, which I'm hopefully doing one in January, and like a few people have started doing those. So it's becoming slightly more of a thing. And they have this weird culture of these shows, which I don't think I shall ever be booked for, sadly, um, that are like Live at the Apollos. They have like a feature spot and a headliner spot and a support spot on these TV shows. Oh, that's so it's like a, a comedy club set up. Yeah, it's weird. Is the live from the BBC? How long a set is that? I think it's like an hour. Really? Yeah. Well, that's gonna that should be cool. Because I, I feel like I'm surprised that you don't have it over there because you you guys are so like into your turning over your new hours. That yeah. You think why not get it on tape or film? Well, people release DVDs, <laughs> but it just doesn't really. We like our Comedy Central is different to your Comedy Central, and it has less. Um, it just has a different sensibility. I think. Yeah. So it's got less of a stand-up-y sensibility and more of like a sitcom-y sensibility, I think. What would the, oh, I was going to ask you about your website. You have like clubs. What are these clubs that you have? Are they, I couldn't oh. figure out whether they're actual. Yeah, I run some comedy clubs. Oh, they're comedy clubs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, because they have really like kooky names. Yeah, I thought, so I thought, like I, got, I, I got these, I don't know if these are clubs. I bet these are like actual clubs where people meet Two up things. and talk about some interest so you run comedy clubs there. i run a comedy club now called lost treasures of the black heart yeah yeah what is that it's just a really fun night it it used to be that we would get people to do presentations on things that they thought were unsung uh -huh. heroes yeah objects etc but we're trying to we just had a meeting me it's me and my friend nathaniel metcalf who if you're an american you should discover him. Oh, so we podcasted it. So you, there's a few podcasts, but they're really behind. They're like five years old. What's your podcast? Online. It's Lost Treasure, Lost Treasures podcast. I Lost think. Treasures, okay. But Nathaniel Metcalf is on every single one, and he's this brilliant stand-up. He's so charming and funny, and 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 also kind of not a wildly ruthless or ambitious personality. So he's a very gentle, kind person. So like, as a result, like. It's hard to find ways to see him in things and watch him and stuff, but he's amazing. So he's in it. And me and him and James, he's the guy who does my website and runs the podcast, had a meeting about the show. And in the new year, we're going to revivify the whole bloody shebang. So if you do live in London, you should come down. We're going to do. And new, how many? Was once a week? No, once a month. It's so, more a social club for us, really. Like we try and keep it obscure. Like so you can't just go there and do your act. You have to do a sort of a signed theme. A bit. Yeah, yeah. Can I do it if I'm in London? Of course you can. That would be amazing. We only ever have about 35 people. Like, we don't like it getting popular, so we, like, don't advertise it and we, like, change the days and stuff. Because it's about obscurity. And also it's like our fun social club so we can try stuff out. But does that also have the reverse effect where people are like, oh, you don't want me to find your thing. I'm going to find it. Yeah, some, and also it makes no sense because we've been running it for six years 
and it ebbs and flows completely apropos of nothing. So we'll have a three-month period where we have houses of like 80 people, which is beyond capacity for the room, and it's brilliant, and people are like losing their minds. Then we'll have a three-month period where we get 15, 20 people in. And we're like, well, we're not changing anything here. So you don't like tweet who's going to be there or address? Yeah, we do, but we never really get anyone famous there. So what are like some of the... Oh, then I, I can't do it. The, um, the uh, Really, no one famous has dropped by? Sometimes they do, but like it's not really, that's not what it is. Like It's not right. like with certain gigs in New York where you think, oh, maybe Chris Rock will show up. Right, exactly. I was about to use that exact example. Um, do you, uh, so let's say, I'd, what are like some of the themes that you've done? Or did you already tell me that and I forgot? Oh, no, see, so the whole theme is celebrate unsung heroes. So people just come and do things. So a friend of mine celebrated the first woman to run the Boston Marathon. She basically just snuck in and ran it. And loads of men were like, get out of here. And she yeah. was like, she's technically, like there were no women allowed, but technically, legally, you could enter as a woman, but they, were, they didn't let them. So she was like, had to be the first one. So she just like basically like barged into the marathon and did it. Oh, my God. Yeah, amazing, right? So it's kind of people who did fun, cool. How many minutes stuff. do you get? Uh, as a person... Yeah, like how many? You, I mean, like, you're an international guest. You get, like, 15. Most people get, like, seven. Okay. But you get paid. We split the money. Really? Yeah. Um, let's talk about that split. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know how much I'm going to walk with in this hypothetical with? booking. Could get up to £30, which is about $7. Is that really what we're at now? No, but it is fucked. Man, I haven't checked that in a while. It used to be good, though, right? It used oh to be my like... Oh, good. I remember one oh, year no, when there were $2 to the pound. I was so excited. And I was, like, thrilled. I was, like, buying all these Kill Rock Stars limited edition stuff. <laughs> Not anymore. Was, now you're like, I'm going to get the Spotify free account and listen to that <laughs> same exact album. Yeah. Do you um do you ever do shows with bands? Yeah, sometimes. <coughs> I'm do Yeah, I do. I did a gig for... Um, uh, ben and Sebastian once. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the I coolest them thing a lot. that's ever happened to me in my life. I saw them at Radio City maybe a year ago. Oh, was, I bet that was good. Was great. They They're had these amazing. great videos behind them that were just... Yes, I've seen that. that is, Such great visuals. That one where it's kind of hard to describe. It's just sort of like a scene that plays out where this woman keeps walking through the door. I think it's called Perfect Couples. I think you can look it up. Okay. And it's just kind of like this woman walks in sort of with this sort of stylized walk. And then other people walk in the room, and then she walks in again. It's kind of my what I just described does not sound like anything you'd want to watch, but it was just so it was hypnotic. Wow! But it was great, and just yeah. made me it made me go, God, I wish it was. That looks like so much more fun yeah. than just walking up with a microphone. I know they do. They do do really joyful, energetic right. shows, don't they? But then, and then they get people up dancing as well, and it's just so beautiful. So where did you I open for the them? Music. Well, um, that was in Glasgow. They, well, to be fair, they were, they were doing a show with loads of bands, and they said, oh, "Do you want to come and do it?" And I was like, "Yes, more than anything in the world." So that you did. Good. So it was all bands and you. Yeah, and I I sometimes get a musician to open up for me on tour. Um, who's this woman called Grace Petrie? She's amazing. Grace and, Petrie? Yeah, she's a folk singer. She's wonderful. I really recommend her. Oh, and there's another musician I've toured with a lot called The Pictish Trail. Who? Uh, the Pictish Trail. Pictish? Yeah. What it's, is Pictish? Oh, it's like an old Scottish people's... What is this? 
I'll just close my bathroom door. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't walking out on that story. I think it's like an old Scottish tribe. I don't know how to describe it, but like the Picts, uh-huh. but like an old Scottish po- population. So it's, he's named after that, but his name's Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. So when you opened it for Alan Sebastian, it was like thousands of people? Uh, a couple of thousand, yeah. But it was, it was, it was a charity. Thing. And they listened to the comedians? Yeah, they were so nice. Really? But I've not done that many gigs with bands like I did. I did a gig with the band Ash once. That was very exciting. Uh-huh. And again, people were kind of nice, but at the same time, it always feels on a knife edge, you know? It never feels like, this is going to be a great gig. It always feels like, okay, guys, so I know you're paying attention to me now, but uh, hi, right. I know I'm not you're kind a of musician. on the edge the whole time, yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you play with bands? I've done it before. I do it sort of... Uh, I haven't done it in a while. Who have you toured with? Is it people I would like? Um, I've done shows with Amy Mann and Michael Penn. And, oh. and, um, I did. I did. Uh, I did a show with Bell and Sebastian, but I'd, I'll did tell you? you about that another time. Uh, Yola Tango. Oh wow! I've done lots of shows with. Yeah. Um, Mates of State. Uh, they I might, know these bands. Who else did I open? They might be giants. Really? Uh, the Shins. Oh wow! I did a show with the Shins. Got to feel a bit embarrassed. I'm like, really? Tell me more. That's very um, cool. Yeah, some others, and I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving some out. Oh, Super Chunk. Oh, right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's fun. But it is a thing where it's like, it's hard to, I think, coordinate those two things. I remember some... when I was a kid, I saw, I, I saw, not a kid, maybe like 10, a little bit over 10 years ago, there was a documentary that David Cross made about touring with a band. Yeah, yeah. And I really was like, that's what being cool is, touring with a yeah, and I, I think, tried to do my own shabby yeah. English version of it. Yeah, you got to find it's kind of hard to integrate it sometimes because if they're all there to see comedy and then you throw a band at them that they don't know, mm-hmm. I've seen that where like and then everyone leaves and it's like like if they stick the band at the end and yeah, it's, like, it's hard. It's sort of like yeah, it is harsh and it's kind of like well, you're asking them to shift gears. Yes, you have to be prepared. You to gave like... an hour and a half of comedy and now you want to you know maybe some earnest music is. Uh, no, I think it's, yeah, you've got to split things up, put things together. You've got to make sure, like, if you're bringing someone on tour with you, you have to really put in the effort of, like, introducing them to your yeah. crowd. I tell you, I did some shows supporting Eugene Merman. He was so amazing like that because he was, like, he had me and Derek Brown on stage with him. So uh-huh. he was like, these people are people I recommend. Yeah. Now they're going to do a set. And in the past, like, when I've supported other comedians back home, you know, I've even had it where people, like, no, I won't go out and introduce you. You just go out and do it. And it's so different, you know. I will almost like, always, like, ask for the mic off stage and go. Yeah, because it is a thing where, like, some people think, oh, they just threw some guy up there. It's the opening yeah, act. It's like, like no, I this, didn't is, pay to see this. this is someone who I brought on the show because I think they're good. Mm. Or they gave me a ride. But Which is still good. Yeah, still. They still have to be good. <laughs> Not quite as good. But <laughs> they have to be good. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, I've done that to also with the reverse, where like um, if I open for a band, I go, "Can you just will you go out there and, or introduce me just so they know I'm with you?" Yeah, yeah, on some level. Yeah, but yeah. So I noticed your tour dates. You got a tour coming up in in the UK, right? Uh, yeah. Don't I have you? In January and February? No, in February, March. What size places are those? Um, eighteen thousand. No, I'm kidding. No, of course oh not. That's that's my number. <laughs> it's like. Well, it depends. It's really funny. It's like my eighth time touring the UK. Uh-huh. And in some places, like my biggest place is too big for me. And I 
I really, really hope we fill it, but it's like a thousand people. Uh-huh. And my smallest place will probably be something like 50 people. Oh, really? And it will just go in between that. And like, it's probably mainly around like two, three hundred mark. But Is it the show that you just did here in New York? It's a more Englishy, English, English, no, more Britishy version of it. Sorry, I'm English, but it's a more Britishy version of it. Is it titled? Is it called something better? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a great title. It is a good title. I'm quite good at titles, I think, honestly. Are you? Very I'm bad myself. at titles. What's your favorite title of your show that you've made up? Um, well, when I, I in the states, well, I did a show called I did a show called Icky that was it was it was kind of the perfect title, but it's a long story. You can look, you can Google what that was about. I will. Um, it's you. like one of the I think it was, it was very early on internet trolling show. Oh, like from 1999, kind of. Why? What happened? I was. I'll say briefly. I was on Conan and. This woman used to write a thing in these message boards uh, saying it said I was the worst guest of the week. Uh, so I went back on Conan three months later and read what she wrote. Ha! And then she saw it and then all this shit happened. Oh my God, I want to see it. Yeah. Well, you won't see it. Ever. I can't see it. No, I didn't really make it. I have tapes of it, but I don't know if any of them are like. That's frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. What happened in the end? Um, I killed her. No. I, no. I ended up, she ended Please. up coming to New York and I brought her on stage and I talked to her. and I That's was, quite nice. I took the high road. Yeah. I mean, also, like, how mad am I going to get about someone calling me icky? You know what I mean? But That's not so bad. I've had, like, the first time I did a show at Edinburgh, there was this message board that was all a bit like, we should go to a shows with a hammer and teach her a lesson, you know? Like, a hammer? Really? Yeah, they're all a that's, bit full on. They're all a that's, bit like, that's a little deserves, extreme, this right? Deserves to you be. could just not see her again. Yeah. You don't need to kill her with a, a hammer. You get a lot of added value from internet commentators if you're a woman like a lot of added value yeah um, yeah i see what you're saying um are you good with the reviews like when you do edinburgh or do you you probably get good reviews oh i, I get mixed reviews do always you? yeah there's never a time when i don't get a two star from someone <laughs> but i take that as a compliment that i'm doing something Right, you know, I almost feel like two stars. It's something about that three star. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like yeah, three right. stars is like okay, it's whatever. Like a check. It's like yeah, it's a good show. It's fine, but I know it's harsh. Yeah, I try to ignore them. To be honest, I try not to read them because really? every time I read them, good or bad, it fucks with me. So especially, I'm very good at during the fringe not looking at reviews now. I really? used to look at yeah, I used to I look used at them all the time. Sweat that out. Like I still like when I it. Like, I'm good at now at not looking at YouTube comments anymore. Like, mm. there's videos up there that are like, I know there's people are just having a little bit of a time. I yeah, mean, you sort of learn to yeah, just you know, go, is this go, worth my time? Right, it's like, what what good could come out of some guy it's, saying you're boring? Yeah, um, it's a shame, though, because alongside the ones that say, like, oh, this cunt should be raped to death or whatever, there'll always be ones that say, like, I love her. And that's always nice, because yeah. you're like, oh, that's so sweet. But it's not worth it. It's not worth the real blue yeah. to get to the right sweet ones. Yeah, it is hard to have, you know, if using your example, which I won't even repeat. Is it bad negative... me saying that in here? You can no, bleep no. it. No, you know, I'm not going to bleep it. No, but it's just, uh, I don't even feel right saying it and quoting <laughs> that. But I would see how that would overshadow someone saying, love the show. Yeah, I know. You're like, oh, a normal person has come alongside this violent person. So how do you... Uh... Do you tour by, how do you, do you take trains? Do you yeah, and sometimes I drive, but because I can't drive, I, then it's sort of, 
forces the support out to drive and like that's a bit harsh like especially if it's a really long journey it's like well you've done all the driving and you well, you've got put... to do the support act but I, I try to be I think a it... very good person to tour with like I'm like right you are not paying for you are not buying any dinners for yourself yeah, I buy yeah, any yeah. dinners you are not going anywhere you was, that's, you're giving someone time. an opportunity as long as you're treating them like that like there's no I mean if you don't want to if you're starting on comedy and you don't want to open for Josie Long and Driver, then why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Like to start out, not like not like 20 years from now, but it's like that's an opportunity to open with a. You're working with a good comic who's going to treat you nice, and you're going to do cool shows for a cool audience. And we have fun. So you driving? Yeah. So what? You driving? Yeah. And yeah. <coughs> I hope I, I hope nice. I helped you with that. <laughs> I hope I mansplained that to He's you. So generous. Um, so generous with your um. <laughs> I am really. I'm, Is this right? Am I am I providing enough? Yeah, chat we're gonna. For, I, I feel like I know think, you have to go to dinner, and I. I no, that that sounds like I'm just swanning in and out, but it's because it's my last night. In I know, no, I I, I appreciate you. And it's I appreciate you taking time to do a really popular podcast. That it's really exciting. No, it's not that popular, but you know, it's good. No, it is popular. I didn't have time to ask you about ACMS. Oh, ACMS is fun. Was that alternative comedy? Memorial Society. I, I just got video. kicked off the board. Why? Um, because I didn't bother showing up to the board meeting. Oh and they said, Oh, so it's a real board? It's a real, board like, meeting. it's a real society? Yeah. yeah, it's a real society. I recognize Bridget Christie, but I didn't know oh, who the other people Oh, she's amazing. I want to My see boyfriend's in it. Who's your boyfriend? Oh, I don't know if he wants me saying that. Is he the guy with though? the glasses? No. The other guy who looks like the guy with the glasses, but doesn't have glasses? No. Then I didn't see that video, <laughs> maybe. I, maybe I did. Is he a comic as well? Yeah. How long have you been going with him? Three months. Three months? Yeah. Oh, my God. Three and a half months. How long have you been away from him? Two and a half weeks. Two weeks. It's hard, right? Oh, I hate it. It's the worst. Yeah. Two and a half weeks, yeah. It's going to be three and a bit weeks. You Skype a lot? Yeah. Skype. Uh, FaceTime. I hate Skype. Okay. And I want... If anyone listening to this is involved with Skype, That's, uh... your service is not good <laughs> enough, friends. You must improve it. Hey, Skype, I got no issues with you. <laughs> but I do use FaceTime as well. Um, FaceTime's the best. JosieLong.com. Yeah. Or is it .co.uk? And, uh, do you know what? I think if you went to either, it would direct you to me. Okay. I used to have a website that a friend of mine made me as a present when I was about 20. Yeah. And it was called ilovejosielong.co.uk. And he made it as a present for me. It was so nice. It was yeah. like, you know, long. maybe I was younger. I was like 18. And it sort of said like... Jason Long's a comedian. It was like a few little pages, very sweet. And then he, he obviously only sorry. Oh my god. He obviously only bought the license for a couple of years. Oh. So after about three or four years, it just became one of those sites that's like, We buy gold. <laughs> we buy gold. This you could this is parked. We could you wanna buy this ten thousand dollars. <laughs> that's all right, I'll come up with something else. Yeah. Um Josielong.com, Josielong on Twitter. I'm coming to do some more shows in the States. In oh, you are? Where are yeah. you coming? Uh, I'm doing a couple of shows at Sketchfest. Oh, I'll be there for a couple Wait. of days. Yeah, yeah, the, like the 20th, I'll be there. Oh, I'm not, that, then I'm in Los Angeles for the 22nd. I'm doing Riot Fest. Do oh, I'm that? doing Riot Fest. Are you? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm uh, excited. I'm just going to try and come back here as much as possible. You should come back here and people at home go see Josie Long. Please do. Thanks for coming here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for people at home. Well, thank you for people at home. Thank you, people at home. I don't know what I'm talking about. Goodbye, everyone. Feral Audio.
And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.